G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. The gospel is not designed for you to keep to yourself. The gospel is designed for you to share. And one of the great things about sharing is it helps in your own spiritual growth. And if you don't, listen to me, you will stagnate spiritually. The Great Commission was given to all believers. And today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out sharing our faith keeps our own faith alive. You have a choice. You can evangelize or you can fossilize. This is the day when the lost are found. Christmas, about 30 million real Christmas trees decorated homes, and about 30 million Christmas trees became kindling not long after. There's a spiritual parallel right there. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out how to keep our faith from drying out. We'll learn to keep it rekindled by sharing the hope that we have with others. Glad you've joined us for a new beginning today as Pastor Greg brings us some practical pointers on effective evangelism. It's a great opportunity to take some notes. When we talk about sharing our faith or preaching, a lot of us get very uptight. There's one thing that believers and non-believers have in common. They're both uptight about evangelism. Non-believers are uptight about being evangelized and believers are uptight about evangelizing them. Okay, so we're in a new series. We're calling it Faith 101. And the title of this message is A Crash Course on Evangelism and Discipleship. Let's remember a point from our message last time. It was simply this. To be a growing Christian, you must go into all the world and preach the gospel. We call it the Great Commission. There's two variations of it. One is in the Gospel of Mark. The other is in the Gospel of Matthew. Mark's gospel simply states it this way. Mark 16, 15, Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. Matthew's version states it this way in Matthew 28, and that's our text for this message, by the way. We read in Matthew 28, verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. That's the great commission. To go into all the world and preach the gospel 
and make disciples of all nations. Preach the gospel and make disciples. Point number two. These words are directed to every follower of Jesus Christ. Not just the so-called professionals, the pastors, the evangelists, the missionaries. Everybody is supposed to do it. We are all called to go to all people everywhere. So here's my question for you. Are you doing your part to fulfill the Great Commission? Point number three. This one might surprise you. To not share the gospel can be a sin. The Bible says to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So how could failing to share my faith possibly ever be a sin? Let me illustrate. Let's say that you were in a house that caught fire and you rushed out to save your own life, but you knew there were other people in there, innocent people who could not get out and you didn't lift a finger to help them. You didn't even call the fire department. You just walked off and acted as though it didn't happen. Is that wrong? Yes, it is. That's even a criminal act. How much worse is it for me to know the way to heaven, the way for a person to be forgiven of their sin and find the meaning and purpose of their life and not tell them? You see, that's how not sharing the gospel could potentially be a sin. Why is this important? Point number four. The primary way people come to Jesus is through hearing the gospel. Romans 10, 14 says, how can they call on him to save them unless they have believed in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about them? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Point number five. We're not only to preach the gospel, we are to make disciples. Let me say that again. We're not only to preach the gospel, we are to make disciples. Remember he says in, in Matthew that we are to make disciples of all nations. I mean, to only preach the gospel and not make a disciple would be like a, a doctor delivering a baby and then giving the baby a little box of Pampers, a little handle. Okay, kid, it's a tough world out there. I gotta go, but I hope it works out for you. Bye. <laughs> no, you need to help the little baby. <laughs> the baby needs to be nurtured and protected and cared for. And, and when someone accepts Jesus, they're like a little baby but they're a baby Christian and they need to be discipled. What does that mean to disciple someone? It means help them to get up on their feet spiritually and come to a place of maturity and then encourage them to repeat the process. You know, we have a great tool here at Harvest that we make available to people and I mention it pretty much every time you see us. It's called the New Believer's Bible. Let me explain what this is. This is the New Testament. It's filled with hundreds and hundreds of notes that I wrote geared to a new believer. Uh, I wrote them in a very easy to understand way, almost as though we're sitting down over a cup of coffee and I'm just going through the basics of the Christian life with them. So this is a resource we offer to people. You ought to get a bunch of these and have them on hand and then hopefully get a new believer uh, or a young believer in your life and do what you can for them. But somewhere along the line we've separated evangelism and discipleship and we should not do it because it's all part of the Great Commission. Let me tell you something. After I accepted Christ at the age of 17 on my high school campus, I, I was really oblivious to what I had done. The school bell rang. Lunch was over. 
I did not realize what had just happened to me. Nobody was there saying, oh, Greg, here's a new believer's Bible. Why don't you read this? No one was there to say, Greg, why don't you come to church uh, on Sunday with us? No one was there to do anything. I just walked away, not really sure of what I'd done. But thank God there was a guy named Mark who came up to me a day or so later, said, hi, is your name Greg? I said, yeah. said, my name is Mark. Okay. He said, hey, I saw that you went forward and prayed to ask Christ into your life the other day at our lunchtime Bible study. I was sort of defensive and I said, yeah, what of it? He goes, well, I think that's great. Okay. Well, I want you to come to church with me, Mark said. I said, I don't want to do that. No, Greg, I want you to come to church with me. I don't want to go to church with you, Mark. I, I really don't. And he goes, okay, where do you live? I'm gonna come pick you up. No, I don't want you to come to my house and pick me up. I don't wanna go to church with you. Well, Mark wouldn't take no for an answer. Next thing I know, he's at my house picking me up and he takes me to church. Mark introduced me to the church. He introduced me to his Christian family. He took the time to explain the basics to me. In short, he began to disciple me and I could have fallen through the cracks. And there's a lot of people that do fall through the cracks. Will you be a mark to one of those people? Will you fulfill the Great Commission? You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And we're hearing today about our role in fulfilling the Great Commission. Pastor Greg is presenting a message called A Crash Course on Evangelism and Discipleship. Let's continue. There's another reason we should seek to fulfill the Great Commission. Do it for your own good. See, God has given us these blessings that we experience as Christians to share, not to be hoarded. You are blessed to be a blessing. You ever see those shows on TV of people who hoard stuff and they have like floor-to-ceiling newspapers from days gone by and they usually have a lot of cats. I don't know why the cats and the newspapers go together, but they often do. But, but this is crazy. Now, I'm sort of a micro hoarder. Uh, I don't have my home filled with all those things, but I do save a lot of stuff. And we can be this way with our faith. Oh, I just want to hear another Bible study and I just want to grow more and learn more. That's good. Do that. But it's not designed for you to keep to yourself. The gospel is designed for you to share. And one of the great things about sharing is it helps in your own spiritual growth. Say, I don't get it. Well, what would it be like if you only ate and you never exercised? You literally sat in a giant chair and you never moved. I have a friend who has this weird thing. It's like a pod. And it's sort of like a massage chair meets a pod. And, and you lay in it and it closes up on your arms and on your legs and all these rollers are going back and forth. You're, oh yeah. I mean, it's great. I have to admit, I was in it for one week. No, not really. But, but you know, we want to just get into our little Christian pod. Bring me a meal now and I'll eat my meal. You need to get out of your pod and you need to get to work and you need to take what God has given you to other people. And if you don't, listen to me, you will stagnate spiritually. You have a choice. You can evangelize or you can fossilize. And if you only take in and you never share your faith, it's detrimental to you spiritually. Listen to this. A new believer needs an older believer in their life to stabilize them an older believer needs a younger believer in their life to energize them. Take cartoons as an example. 
Uh, I like to watch cartoons with my grandkids. Generally, when they're not around, I don't watch cartoons. But when they come over, they say, Papa, can we watch a cartoon? I'll enter into their world and I'll laugh at the cartoons and enjoy them. But I'm enjoying them because they're enjoying them. I'm seeing them through the eyes of a child. And what happens when you have a new believer in your life is you begin to rediscover truths you've forgotten about. As they're discovering them for the first time, you're saying, wow, that is amazing, isn't it? I I don't know if I'm as appreciative to God as much as I should be for what He has done for me. So you need it as much as they need it because we often forget things that really matter. Now I keep saying preach the gospel. What is the gospel? We way overcomplicate this, people. The gospel literally defined is good news. The gospel teaches that we're all separated from God by our sin. The gospel teaches that there's nothing we can do to satisfy the righteous demands of God on our own. The gospel teaches not that I'm good, but that I'm bad and I'm separated from God. But the gospel also teaches that 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, and He rose again from the dead. And if I will turn from my sin and ask Christ to come into my life, He will forgive me. He'll fill that hole in my heart. He'll give me the purpose and direction in life I've been seeking. And best of all, He'll give me the absolute assurance of heaven for the afterlife. That's the gospel. We need to share that with people. Point number six. We need to seek to lead others to Christ. We need to seek to lead others to Christ. Now, the Bible does teach that this is a work of the Holy Spirit. No man comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. That's true. But God reaches people through people. And I think one of the reasons we've never led another person to Christ is we have not asked them the question. We can call it popping the question. Let's apply it to marriage. I've heard of a lot of imaginative proposals that have taken place. Uh, One that I'm reminded of is of a friend of mine who went out uh, snorkeling with his, uh, well, not his fiance, just his girlfriend at that point. They were underwater He had one of those little underwater tablets and he wrote out, will you marry me? So that's very imaginative. But my point is simply this. You've got to ask the question that's awkward for you to ask, but do it anyway. And here's the question. Ready for it? Would you like to accept Jesus Christ right now? I was in a restaurant a while ago with uh, some friends and uh, we had a waitress come and take our order. And uh, she said, you, you guys are all pastors, aren't you? Yes, yeah, we are. And so she said, um, what are your church services? And I said, well, they're at this time and this time. She goes, okay, okay. And so she's taking our order. And I don't normally do this, trust me. But I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit. I said, you know, I'm glad you want to know when our church services are. And I'm glad you want to come to our church. But you don't have to wait till Sunday to get right with God. Would you like to accept Jesus Christ right now? And she said, yes, I would. She, she's standing there, you know, like with their little order book. And, and the good news is the owner of the restaurant is a Christian who attends our church, so I knew she wouldn't get in trouble. I said, why don't we pray right now? She said, pray here? Yeah, let's pray. You want to pray and ask Christ to come into your life? She said, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we prayed. 
And right there the Lord came into our life. And this is my point. You never know when the Lord will prompt you to ask that question. And I trust that a lot of us are gonna be asking this question. Would you like to accept Jesus Christ right now? And I'm telling you, if they say yes, get ready for one of the greatest blessings you've ever experienced in life. There's great joy in sharing your faith. Let me close now with a question for some of you. Now I've been talking to Christians about sharing the gospel. Let me talk to someone that's watching that is hearing this all for the first time. And let me ask you this. Would you like to accept Jesus Christ right now? Say, well, yeah, what do I need to do? You need to admit you're a sinner and acknowledge the fact that uh, you're separated from God. And then you need to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin and rose again from the dead and you need to ask him into your life. You see, only you can do that. I can't do that for you. But I can lead you in a prayer where you ask him into your life to be your Savior and Lord. And in a moment, I'm gonna pray. And I'm gonna ask you that want Christ to come into your life to pray this prayer with me. So again, if you want your sin forgiven, if you wanna know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want that big hole in your heart filled, if you want your guilt taken away, if you want this relationship with God I've been talking about, I want you to pray a simple prayer with me right here, right now. And as I pray this prayer, you can pray it out loud if you like. You can pray it in your heart quietly, but you pray this prayer. The Bible says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what you're doing right now. You're believing in Jesus. So if you want Jesus to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, pray these words if you would. God, I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you, Jesus, from this moment forward. Be my Savior and my Lord. Be my God and my friend. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. Today on A New Beginning, we've been talking about the good news. And some have just accepted that offer of forgiveness. Now, if you're among them and have just prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg to accept Jesus as your Saviour, first of all, let us welcome you into the family of God. And second, we'd love to send you something free of charge to help you get started. It's called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. So just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call us on one 800 Well, reasons for worry and anxiety are all around us at every opportunity, but the Lord has an antidote. Pastor Greg Laurie discusses that tomorrow as his series Faith 101 continues. Hope you can join us same time tomorrow.
Now, for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called A Crash Course on Evangelism and Discipleship. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.